Hello, and welcome to Bang Up Jobs with Broadway Ergonomics. This is a podcast dedicated to everything ergonomics, physical therapy, job safety, and some random things along the way. I am your host, Eric Schultz, a physical therapist and ergonomic consultant. On today's episode, part two of our podcast interview with Dr. Jim Potvin. Yeah. Well, I use your tools. They're definitely better tools. I promise. <laughs> well, I appreciate um, that. Yeah. And I, I wish I had come across most of, well, pretty much all those programs, you know, 13 years ago when I was entering in the workforce. Um, but, you know, you learn through a lot of those mistakes too. And, you know, that's part of your growth as a professional. Uh, do you have any stories of success and also of, of ergonomic failure? Because I know I've got my hand uh, in some as well, uh, but let's hear from well, you. I, yeah, so I'll <laughs> tell you two stories. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I'll tell you uh, two stories. One is success, one's failure. And they're from that first summer at GM. Because of okay. course, those when you're a young person, right. those things... They're huge successes to you, and they're really huge failures. Yeah, to they you. take but, you all the way down, and they can push you all the way back up, right? Yeah, and I I alluded to the fact that I probably wasn't as kind to engineers in my letter that I wrote to GM when I applied for the job, and it turned out, of course, that I was going to work with engineers that summer, and they had all <laughs> seen my letter. Right. So I they put me in health and safety, which was good because it kind of protected me from the angry mob of engineers, but it also never allowed me to become part of that team and kind of win them over. So I got a lot of nasty comments from them, and I would go in and say, you know, we got to issue on this job and they'd say hey why don't you just go shoot more basketballs like literally they would say that to me or go learn no how way. to take a slap shot because I was a kinesiology student so there was this one job I was like okay I know this is a problem so luckily they were having to film some like instructional videos for the workers on you know how to lift and stuff so I knew the camera guys and the editing guys so I said let's go out and film this job and it was like a guy was pulling this thing off a hanger and I showed it in slow motion, like how deviated his wrist was. And I brought it up to this engineer's boss who, who the boss was a guy who yelled at me during my interview. Cause he was the head of the engineering mm -hmm. program and the ergon ergonomics. And I went to school with his daughter. He was from my church, but he, he was really angry with me. And I get it now. Cause I, yeah. you know, I was just an idiot in my letter, but so anyways, I went up to him and I said, look at it, look at this video. And so he, he says, okay, this is ridiculous. So he must have called this other engineer in. This guy was being so cruel to me and dressed him down pretty good. So the guy had to come down with his tail between his legs and apologize to me and ask me if I could help him fix the job. Why'd you got to do that? And I said, well, you know, maybe if you weren't so mean to me, I wouldn't have yeah. to. So that kind of started a long uh, <laughs> career of, I, I always joke with my students that I've created an army of people to patrol engineers, basically, to go out and, and police engineers, uh, you know, and, and the ergonomic disasters uh -huh. that they've designed over the years. So, because right. um, we don't, you know, we don't have a lot of engineers taking ergonomics. There's not a lot of courses offered for them. So, yeah, um, no, that's, so that's that was, true. that was a big success. The, the failure was, uh, and this was really a good lesson for me because, um, I would go down, there was this guy, he had to reach across the table to a hanger that was going by, pull about a 17-pound part, flip it over. It was all kinds of problems. He had had shoulder surgery, but he always stayed on this job because, I don't know, he 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 liked that job. It was, so it was his job, right? <laughs> it was his job. It may be yeah. close to a vent or he could get to the washroom. You, you never know, right? I mean, there's sure. a lot of reasons. So 
So anyways, I got this idea. There was an empty space. I was going to move this table. I had to put it through the health and safety committee and argue to the engineers. I, you know, I just wanted to go move the table, but oh, you can't do that. I mean, that's a union job, right? So on my very last day, I was my last day. And then I was going to move to Waterloo and go to grad school. I'm walking down the line because I had heard they'd moved the table. I figured everything is fine. And and this guy is standing there, and I won't do the accent. He was an Italian guy, but he was swearing at me. He was like, <laughs> you have a bitch, and uh -oh. you've ruined my life. And like I'm like, what? Is he looking at me? And you know, it's loud in there. And as I got closer, I realized he was standing in the same spot he used to stand, even though the table was over to his left now. And he mm -hmm. was still reaching over a fictional table, doing the job, and then walking over. It was actually worse now because he was walking over. And I go, what's the problem? And he says, you know, I've been standing next to Giuseppe for 15 years and he can't hear me over here now because I'm like 10 feet further away. And Giuseppe's got his hands on his hip. He's scowling at me. He's all mad. And I'm like, oh my God, I never even thought to ask you like whether this would work for you. I just thought it's going to be my surprise. You know, I'm going to fix yeah. it and it's going to be my surprise and I'm going to be the hero on my last day. Giuseppe and him are going to carry me out on their shoulders and it'd be this <laughs> triumphant exit from my summer job. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I, I'm like, I'm going to go to university and uh, I'm just going to stay there for 30 years because uh, this real world stuff's tough. So it is tough, uh, right? you know, obviously participatory ergonomics is important and That's I learned right. a valuable lesson, but uh, God, they were mad at me, those guys. And it was a complete and utter failure. So yeah, I bet you didn't make that mistake again of not talking to the operators. Oh my God. Well, and like you said earlier, they know, right? Yeah. Um, I remember we did a project uh, it, it, it was just before I left Waterloo and, you know, we were going to measure EMG and we're going to measure this. And my supervisor said, Hey, why don't you just ask them to rate the job? Like in terms of, and I go, well, no, I mean, we're biomechanists. We're going to measure this. He goes, I guarantee you when this whole project's over, everything we measure is going to correlate 90% with what they just told you the first day. And sure enough, it did. I mean, we were really just doing research to validate their opinions. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, when I got into psychophysics, I realized there's a lot of power into that, even though I'm a biomechanist. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the first thing. And that's what I tell my students is just go right up to a worker, tell them why you're there yeah. and say, what do you think? I don't give them an opinion. Don't nod right. your head. Don't say, oh, you're right. This is a terrible job. I mean, be objective, but just take everything you can from them because that's, they think about that all day, that job and yeah. what they do different. Yeah, so I started my my professional career is in physical therapy. So I'm used to talking to people and trying to pull that information yeah. out, which I think has helped me when I go to a work yeah. site. Um, so I can kind of look at it from from both sides of that of that aspect. But yeah, For and if sure, you don't yeah. know, and, and anybody listening, if you don't know what participatory ergonomics is, you need to go sign up for some of the COEH um, uh, program, online virtual courses. They'll talk a lot about it in macro ergonomics. Yeah. So uh, a lot of good content there. The big there. picture, yeah. It's, there's, a whole, picture. there's a lot of facets to then just what the force is on the arm, right? To, right. Or the well, back. I've, I've been working in more of a bubble, kind of the micro side for so long. Yeah. And then when I got into those courses, it really expanded my thought of, I didn't even think about the cognitive side with yeah. phones, the dashboards of your car, you know, computer screens, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then it took it another further level further with, um, you know, macro ergonomics and yeah. then, you know, all the evidence stuff, which kind of falls into the PT scope as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a great program. I wish I had come across it. Like I said, 13 years ago, and it's not that I've wasted these past 13 years. I've evolved and grown through different 
tools yeah. and such. And, you know, before I got hooked up with a lot of your software and, and program and, and the way you kind of look at analyzing lifting tasks, I mean, I think my gold standard was the revised NIOSH. Um, and after looking at the current research and, and following your courses along, it's like, well, maybe I need to be considering a few yeah. other avenues as well. So my my consulting has definitely grown um, considerably in the last three to four years, um, partly in due to some of your contributions to the ergonomic world. So, so I'm glad well, you wrote that I'll letter. Say is yeah. thir 13 years ago, there was no CAOH program and a lot of these tools Correct. didn't exist. Yeah. Right, I mean, right. the MAE was kind of where things started to change and that's only 10 years old. Yeah. And then the armed force field and some of this research on NIOSH, it's all just changed. I mean, you know, up to 2015, when I was teaching other than the MAE for a couple of years, I taught the same thing for 24 years. It was NIOSH, RULA, strain mm -hmm. index, MITEL. It was the same thing. And then really just, it's just been the last 10 years that, that, uh, and I'm glad I have a platform to kind of get this stuff out. Um, yeah, that's great. And, you know, that's what the COEH program has been great for. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad you wrote that letter back then to get into that. Because <laughs> if you didn't, you know, you may not have been con contributing what you are these days. And no, no, I would have had a very academic view of of ergonomics, right. I think. And yeah. and uh, it, it's it was the most important thing in my career those four months because it's colored everything I've done with teaching, research, right. consulting. It's really been uh, invaluable to me. Yeah, and I hope Giuseppe has forgiven you to this point. So, <laughs> I'm yeah. hopefully he's off retired, having a yeah, he's playing nice, probably, relaxing. He's probably time. in yeah. Phoenix playing golf or something right now. Hopefully, yeah, with a yeah. perfectly fine shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah. speaking of Arizona, did you you just came back from a trip, didn't you? Did you get a little yeah, uh, relaxation? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, a good friend of mine from um, uh, Waterloo, I, I, mm -hmm. I think I talked about this motor unit fatigue model in my course, and yeah. I'm actually using it in some consulting right now. Um, so it's the, the reason I developed it, and, and anyways, Andy Fuglevin was who I developed it with. He's a prof at University of Arizona in Tucson. So I try to spend as much time down in Tucson every year as I can in February. So uh, my girlfriend, she got to meet them for the first time. So we went down, spent a couple of days with them, and then we were we were up in Phoenix for a bit at a resort. And uh, one of my students actually... Uh, who did fatigue modeling is now works full-time for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. Trying to work with pitchers and reduce, you know, the need for Tommy John surgeries and yeah. stress on the elbow through fatigue. So uh, yeah, he hosted us at a, at a, a Cubs game, uh, which was great. Great to see yeah. the the stuff he's doing. They got cameras all over the stadium and they do 3d reconstruction of everybody. And it's yeah. amazing. The, you know, what's, what's the going on there. These so, days. That's yeah. awesome. And then yeah, we and were, also just the opportunities that kinesiology PhD students have. You don't just have yeah. to become a professor. There's some incredible careers out there. So yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh we were in Arizona, gosh, I think a week and a half before you. We went out to Scottsdale with some friends and the kids had a long President's Day break and we had to get out of Missouri. We were just let's go get some sun and some fun. Yeah. And we went there right after the Super Bowl. So things had kind of calmed back down. Um, oh. But yeah, it was still a good time. So glad you Yeah, had... we were just, you know, slightly south of this polar vortex. So it was fairly cool. I A lot of people at the game were saying they'd never worn a jacket to a game in 20 years. So oh, yeah. it wasn't cold. I mean, compared to Canada, uh, sure. you know, I, I still got to go to the range and hit some balls. And, nice. and uh, Julia, my girlfriend, got to sit at the pool. So, I mean, the sun's different there. It doesn't need to be that warm for the sun to yeah. be nice and hot uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of cool days and then the last two days warmed back up into the seventies and we had a heated pool at our uh, rental home. So our kids, they didn't really care if there was, 
you know, yeah, ice hanging on care. it. Yeah, they their lips in. could be blue and right. their teeth are chattering. And as yeah. long as they got water, they're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here we're getting to the end of, of your time. I know that. Uh, but are you going to any upcoming ergonomic conferences? Are you what, what's going on on your conference landscape? So I've been, you know, I've been slowly sort of fade. I'm trying to I'm trying to fade a little bit out. I told you I'm terrible at being retired, but it's been eight, nine yeah. years now. And I, I'm trying to get a little bit better at it. Um I'm actually doing a talk in, I'm flying into Atlanta next week. I'm doing a talk at Auburn. So I decided not to fly back to Atlanta the following week for Applied Ergo. Um, mm-hmm. So I won't be attending that. Uh, I may go to, I like HFES. So I may be going yeah. to that. That's usually in the fall. Um, that's kind of more a research group of folks yeah. that I, mm-hmm. I see at that. I really like the Applied Ergonomics Conference. And probably we weren't really sure if we would have launched the software. I probably should have got a booth. Uh, but uh, probably next year we'll be back with a booth for the work software trying to yeah. market Yeah, well, if you need a volunteer a for the booth, I'll come hang out. <laughs> okay. Well, and we usually have a COEH booth too, so I usually work in that back and forth. So uh, Nice, nice. Um, it's a nice chance to see those colleagues too. But uh, uh, yeah, I've got, um, I've got the, uh, we have the ACE conference, the Association of Canadian Ergonomists conference, uh, uh, which is back on board after three years of being off. So I enjoy that. Uh, I'll be going to that in, in the summer as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, you're, you're bad at being retired. <laughs> There's always, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really good in at the it. Mix, right? I'm yeah. more of a, I just joke. I'm a free agent now is really yeah. it. I, I work full time. I just a free agent. Yeah. That's right. Is, is good. That's, that's Hey, that's a good thing. Good thing to be for sure. So, well, well, Jim, I can't thank you enough. Uh, it was great to have you on here. Again, I appreciate all that you've done for um, you know the software, the the research, things that I don't have to, you know, grind for each and every day, but I get to use the cool tools and help strengthen my company um, and some of the decision makings. Uh, you know, all with the goal of trying to prevent injuries and improve quality mm-hmm. for these, you know, companies and clients and industry and and all over the place. So again, can't thank you enough. It was great to have you on. Always good to catch up with you. Well, I appreciate the invitation, Eric. It's uh, I really enjoyed my first podcast. It's been yeah, great. yeah. Well, hey, if if you want to jump back on another time, you you have an open invite, um, and I'll be sure to post some links to your your website. I think it's potvinbiomechanics.com. Check it out. Um, he's got his history on there. Um, I've it's it's auto saved on my laptop because I get on there just about two or three times a week whenever I go go out to my um, consistent routine sites, pulling up data. Um, you know, just the other day I was out of town, but one of my companies uh, called with a, a a arm strength issue and they said, hey, it's a manual toggle of this breaker. Here's the force. What do I do? What's the number? Because they have their own um, design guidelines, but there's nothing on arm strength. And so I said, hey, send me a video and a couple measurements. And I ran a couple simulated arm force fields on the arm strength. And I said, all right, here's your threshold this is how you got to do it. And yeah. the power behind that is just amazing. And I came back today, I went on site this morning and the engineer came up and said, Hey, thanks for that information. What else can we do? So we talked about rotation, making sure that operators aren't getting, you know, fatigued, making sure it's height adjustable. Um, so a lot of it, it just comes back to having that truly quantitative objective number to show to the engineers, to show to the company. Um, and so I use your stuff all the time. So um, well, that's great to hear. I yeah. Yeah. That. Well, again, Jim, thank you so much. Check out potvinbiomechanics.com. Look at them for some at some upcoming conferences all over the world. If you ever get a chance, uh, reach out to him and say hi. He's a great guy and a great um, ergonomics professional. So, well, and also take a look at worksergo.com too. That's worksergo.com. Yeah, perfect. Is too. So, yeah, I'll put up a link and and for both of those, 
um, on the podcast when we release it. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, Eric. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Have a great rest of your day. Uh, thanks for tuning into this episode of Bang Up Jobs as we get back to some routine podcasting. Uh, check out the links uh, below for potvinbiomechanics.com and his works ergo Inc. Um, again, thank you, Jim. Have a great day and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button to make sure you get all of our podcasts. If you are interested in getting on the show or have any questions for us here, please email us at bangupjobs at broadwayergo.com. And thanks to Blue Dot Sessions for the use of the music, which is Highway 340. Be safe and be well. Oh, oh, oh.